Thank you for tuning in to Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Breezy Gibson. I am music producer Chick with Beats. And I am Breezy Gibson, entrepreneur. And we're glad that you're here with us. Uh, we really appreciate you tuning in. We've got another fantastic show lined up for you, as always. There will be beats by yours truly and music industry news. And you want to tell them about our special guest we got coming back in the virtual building with us? Oh, man. You know, the one and only, the man, the fifth, the legend. Well, he's not the, he's not a myth. <laughs> Let's get that straight. The man, the legend. Uh, this gentleman has served just major recording engineers and I mean, major recording artists for a number of years. He travels the globe, not just the state. <laughs> and that's the one and only Mr. Al Burroughs. He'll be in the mix with us. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yes, I can't wait. Very excited to have him back on. Uh, last time he provided a wealth of knowledge and information. So make sure you check that out in our archives. But yeah, we got some more goodness coming your way with him. And uh, yeah, without any further ado, because I'm just excited well, to hop to it. How about you? Yeah, well, let's give let's give him a teaser. That teaser is Mr. Al Burroughs has been the concert sound production manager for the one and only group The Time for a couple of decades. So, hey, you yeah. know he's got some info. You know he's got some info. For sure. You don't want to miss it. So stick around. Yep.
music industry news and uh you know what's been going on with the whole taylor swift thing and Ticketmaster. some of the memes i've seen have been hilarious but senators have announced hearings on competition in the ticketing market so planning to hold congressional hearings to examine the lack of competition in the event ticketing industry so of course the announcement comes after the whole live nation and um, its ticket master subsidiary had canceled plans for the general sale of the concert after so many problems with the pre-sale and scalpers and all that good stuff so Fans have experienced long delays, glitches, lack of tickets, only to find passes popping up on secondary market sites for, of course, a lot more. But how many times have we seen this happen? It's been a lot of complaining in the past, but hey, at least now they're actually um, going to have some hearings about this to figure out what to do to regulate the industry better. Because it's uh, basically making everybody suffer because if fans can't get in to see their favorite performers, then they're not going to want to try to get the tickets, which means that the artist isn't going to be able to survive um, off of touring income if those numbers keep dwindling. So the government definitely needs to get involved. They should have been involved a long time ago after people started complaining about this with various artists. But hey, Swifties are very, very vocal about their feelings. And they typically kind of have the power to get stuff done. So at least, hey, now they're going to take a look at it. <laughs> Any thoughts on that, Breezy? Well, you know, I, I actually was having lunch um, last week and um, just enjoying a meal at a restaurant. And uh, just out of the corner, out of the side of my ear, I just heard the name Taylor Swift. You know, and I'm like, and it was a couple of, there were two ladies at the next table. <laughs> side at the and, and one of the ladies was saying, my daughter is so hurt because she, 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 she wants to see Taylor Swift and my husband and I have tried everything we can and we just can't get any tickets for her, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that really just brought it to reality. Of course, I've been reading stories and seeing stuff on TV, but to hear, you know, the anguish in a lady's voice, you know, because of her daughter and wanting to go, it's just the fact that, hey, you know, when she said, my husband and I have been trying and we just can't get any tickets anywhere, you know. Yeah. And, and Or I, I think what she said was, at first they were so high. That's what it was. She said, at first they were so high, we couldn't afford that. And then now you can't get any anywhere. You know, I'm sitting there eating. I'm like, wow. You yeah, know? so you got to hear the effects uh, firsthand from somebody that's experiencing it and that always kind of drives it home a lot harder than when you're just reading it when you actually know someone or see someone that's affected by it for sure so, yeah it's been lots of grumblings in the past but hey the swifties got it done so <laughs> kudos to her you know hardcore fan base and her trying to you know make sure that she echoes the sentiments that she wants her fans to be able to experience her music because i mean what artist doesn't that's why we do this for the people that need it so yeah we'll keep you posted as more information comes in about that yeah yeah what a what a what a, what a scenario mm-hmm all right and warner has posted a 1.5 billion dollar revenue for the third quarter and so it's up 16 percent uh year over year 
and their recorded music streaming revenues grew 4.7% year over year. So those are some huge numbers, something to kind of pay attention to because, you know, we've been sharing all this as the different uh, record companies kind of share their info. Everything's been on the upward trend. Even some of the things that have taken dips uh, kind of were made up for by the things that have been driving the market, which has typically been streaming. So, of course, that total includes recorded music, music publishing, and quote-unquote other activities. And so, yeah, it's they're following some of the trends that we've been seeing. And it's always kind of good to know what the major's up to, because then you can model stuff based on, well, model stuff for your career based on what you're seeing in the broader market. So, good news there. Yeah, good news. <laughs> Good, good news amongst the bad <laughs> exactly <laughs> yep. yep and you know speaking of which this one is not so good but ethnic diversity in the music industry has actually dropped since 2020 so if you recall that's when you know, the music industry is supposed to be making all these changes to do what they could to make sure that everyone was kind of fairly represented but you know, it's actually taken a nosedive since then so just over one-fifth of individuals working in the music industry identify as Black, Asian, or minority ethnic, which is down uh, from 22.3% two years ago. So, you know, hopefully that's a trend that won't continue and will kind of tick up a little bit. But yeah, one of the other things that the study had uncovered was that there are a little bit more women working in the industry, but or in the industry, but not... Um, of a minority ethnic group so you know there's room for improvement um as you know that and hear this information you know maybe you can do what you can if you know someone that kind of represents those backgrounds maybe give them a little boost a little bit share their information with your followers you know share their stories retweet something like that but um yeah the <laughs> something definitely needs to to change and improve there yeah, I would say so. You know, uh, shouts out to the women who uh, have added to that total. Um, and um, but you know, as the chick with beats has said, you know, let's let's keep it let's keep it level and um, or grow even. And yeah. um, you know, so the the ones whose statistics have dropped, you know, let's do all we can and get them back up. Uh, and it can be done mm -hmm. if we put our minds to it exactly <laughs> yeah all right utopia music has made layoffs um as it's downsized its global workforce and this even actually hits some high level executives so utopia spokesperson said like many growth companies in today's macroeconomic environment utopia is making some changes to its internal structure to optimize the business and so they were kind of tight-lipped on some of the other reasoning behind it. But, you know, as we've been sharing over these last few weeks, it's a trend that we've been seeing in the broader uh, technology sector. And especially, you know, streaming and all that kind of plays into it. So, hey, it's been a rough economy lately. It's about to get a little bit rougher. So you can expect some adjustments so that these music companies aren't feeling it so badly or poorly as some of the others but uh yeah we'll keep you posted as all these updates keep coming in and for you yourself you might want to keep that in mind as you're making your plans and your goals for 2023 
um, with keeping in mind that there is a recession that we're kind of heading into, maybe you can do what you can to kind of alleviate some stress for the people that you want to be able to support your music, offer discounts, maybe a little bit lower ticketing for events and things of that nature. But, you know, hey, <laughs> it's up to you what you choose to do with the info. We're just here to share it, right? That's right. That's right. Uh, every bit of energy helps. So mm-hmm. do, do something positive. Mm-hmm. And InstaFest app is now showing what your own personal music festival bill might look like based on your Spotify listening habits. So if you're a Spotify user, this is something you can take part in. It's a third party app. Um, at least as far as we know, it's not directly affiliated with Spotify, but yeah, it lets you choose if the festival is based on either your last four weeks, last six months, or all-time listening habits on the platform. So depending on how extensive your listening history is, you might be able to get up to three days worth of a festival offering. So of course, that's just you know something fun and creative to kind of share with your friends. Um, Tis the season we start getting Spotify wrapped filling our <laughs> our feeds. Um, Apple Music's replay, which we got a little blurb about that later. YouTube Music has one. So, yeah, this is the the time of year that we start to see cool stuff like that. And, you know, this is something that's a little bit different than how the other ones do it. So I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing this kind of kick up in popularity a bit going forward. So have any thoughts on that? (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, there's there's so many options, you know, yeah. There's so many options to choose from. And, and so, you know, do your due diligence and figure out which option fits you the best and go for it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just sit back and, and let others make all of the choices for you. And, and, and you know, you, you've got you've got a, a voice yourself. So, um, hey, you know, don't squander it away. Yes. We've shared before about um, coffee, hip hop and mental health in chicago now they found a new home in the lakeview section so man they moved into a 2200 square foot cafe it's going to be their main headquarters and just in case you're not aware of what they do it's a donation-based cafe so they make the money from it's a nonprofit that makes the money from selling coffee but they use those funds to actually connect with people with therapists Um, If they need trying to normalize therapy and mental health discussions in communities that are underserved, which is typically the hip hop community. So, um, you know, what they're doing is a really great thing. Now they have more space to do it in. And they're hoping that um, now in the new facility, they raise enough money to match at least 20 people or families with therapy every month. So they're really doing a great thing. If you're ever in the area, make sure that you check them out, Um, you know caring and sharing make sure you support what they're doing because a lot of people in the industry struggle with mental health and then especially um in the black community with it kind of only recently being a little bit more normalized they're doing what they can to try to to change those efforts and so yeah mental health is incredibly important and what they're doing is just awesome over there wouldn't you think yeah, I really would think, and you know, I, I got a sidebar with this. Um, you know, they're they're be vocal with your local represent political representatives about this. A lot of times, you know, there's some some opportunities for them to do something, 
man, they may not know how uh, extremely um, strong you feel about um, cranking up some opportunities for help in that that rain. And and speaking of that, you know, uh, <laughs> I took the opportunity. I'm in I'm in Georgia. I took the opportunity to try to early vote yesterday. It was a slam dunk. There were too far too many people. The lines were too long. Mm-hmm. And this was uh, 10 a.m. Okay, so I left. I went, had some breakfast, came back. <laughs> no way, you know. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and and the folks were saying that that they were the folks were saying that yesterday the lines were longer than they were the day before. Okay, and so I'm gonna try again today. Okay, so I mean, so wherever you are, if there's some kind of race going on, political race going on, just try to vote. And, and voice your thought by placing a vote and um, that will help with a whole lot of different things you know we know how that works putting people in place that can make some changes that can represent you and what the thoughts are so uh, mm-hmm. don't just you know let it fall by the wayside don't just say you know uh, my voice doesn't count or my vote doesn't count or I'm not in that guess what it does count Okay. Well, matter of fact, that shows as many people were out yesterday, that shows it does count because mm. the people who were out yesterday, they know that if they show up in mass, that they can make some changes with some things. So um, there you go. So, mm. if, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, that's really important to stress, you know, so I'm really glad that you shared your experience with that, um, especially with the recent uh, violences that we've seen uptick and how some people try to blame hip hop for it where the music isn't responsible for it because the music is reflecting what's going on in the society so with people facing these types of injustices that you mentioned one way to get some of these topics to change a little bit is to do your best to change your environment and what's going on around you which just like Breezy said is to express your voice vote for some of this stuff so yeah a lot of these crimes we're seeing are linked to poverty and you know just kind of wanting money because the economy's bad but like there's different ways that you can chime in so you basically can't complain about what you feel like the current state of hip-hop is if you're not actually exercising your voice to um change the conditions that these people are growing up in and experiencing and then choosing to talk about it on wax so yeah the music itself isn't responsible for it it's the conditions that people live in and the best way to affect change is to vote get out there and exercise your voice just like breezy said it counts yeah yeah you know and a, a, a true to life experience that i was at a concert i was at a concert and um you know it was during voting season and uh little young Gentleman's on stage. I mean, they were rushing the stage. He was doing a great, making a great performance, and he was exuberant and whole nine yards and everything. And so then, when the con- when his performance was over, uh, since I was, you know, a, a stagehand, then here he comes walking by. You know, hey, and I say, hey, congratulated him on his performance and everything. So four or five minutes later, you know, I say, hey, you all set to uh, voice your opinion and go and vote? He said, I don't vote. Mm. All right, you know, and so I'm thinking all of these folks out there that he was was in front of performing, 
you know, and they were really all into him and just how much of an influence that he could have been to the young folks at that moment just to to urge for them to voice their uh, their to vote to voice their opinion like that through voting hey i don't vote mm. <laughs> i like, get out of here <laughs> yeah so you know it, it comes from within as well so you know um, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and mm. here's a good example of this next story about how you can take uh the things that you believe in and turn them into something for good so hip-hop for the homeless has been going on for some years now i'm not even sure um how long it's been going on but uh now they're expanding to seven connecticut venues and they're going to be running december 1st through the 10th but uh the founder joey bats said that the series isn't just to raise money for the needy but to unify the state's hip-hop communities so, you know, he's kind of accomplishing multiple things at the same time by taking the money from that shows and donating it to the needy. But since people are coming together from a common cause, you know, that obviously creates more unity. So he's got a plan. It's a great thing that he's doing. And this time over 40 rappers will perform at uh, the seven different shows each one with a different lineup. So they're not even recycling people. They're kind of giving everybody a chance. So, you know, point one, (laughs) this is a super positive story. That's always great to share. Point two, there might be a need for something similar to this where you live. And um, it'll be a good way to be able to network and connect uh, with some of your colleagues and help the less fortunate around you. So what they're doing is really, really good thing. And I'm excited for their growth. How about you? Yeah, I'm excited for their growth as well. I mean, so, you know, all all hands on deck, you know. So, mm-hmm. hey, there you go. <laughs> all right, Universal Music Group has acquired a 49% stake in the ind- independent music powerhouse called, I believe it's Pius. I'm not sure if you pronounce it that way or Pius, but um, it's for an undisclosed sum. And they're going to continue to remain independent with its founders still maintaining the majority control of the company. And uh, Universal Music won't even have a seat on the board. So they're still basically running the ship. But now they've got a a nice chunk of backing from Universal. So Sir Lucian Grange, the CEO and chairman of Universal, said, We share Kenny and uh, Mikel's passion for developing artists and moving culture and we recognize that a healthy music ecosystem needs companies like ps who are committed to amplifying the best voices in independent music so i mean you know excellent statement you read between the lines basically the majors have been watching the indies and are looking for a way to kind of get part of the change so it was really smart for the the founders to keep the controlling stake of the company but with Universal kicking in just enough to be, you know, a huge minority stakeholder. Yeah, they're, they're definitely watching what the indies are doing and they want a piece of it. So what does that mean? You don't have to chase what the major labels are doing because they're watching the streets to see what we're doing. So, hey, make the music you want to make and just rock on. More power to you. That's right. That's right. That, that's let your music be your voice. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I mean, no pun intended. 
yeah. Let your music be your voice. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and you know through your music, there's a lot of of, of things that you can do um, culturally, socially, business wise. Um, and I can go on and on with that. So let your music be your voice, mm-hmm. and and speak it loudly. There you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right, and as promised, you know, we were talking about some of the whole year-end music wrap-up situation. So in answer to Spotify's rap, Apple and YouTube kind of came out a little bit later, but they've made tweaks to some of their uh, year-end reviews. So in review is basically a, a huge marketing tactic by the companies individually because they've got people sharing this. So their, their site is getting way more promo because people are sharing, hey, this is what I listen to on Spotify. This is what I listen to on Apple, da, 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 And users get to, you know, kind of let people know or flex their skills or like, see how eclectic my, my taste is. So it made sense for Apple and YouTube to kind of join in this. But um, yeah, so they've made some tweaks to supposedly make it better and youtube has also done some with their top trends show what artists used to s- discovered before other people did <laughs> which everybody knows it's kind of the ultimate flex anybody in the hip-hop community is like hey i was up on this before you were so now they're actually letting you do that and apple's kind of testing out some of the same things so both of those are ready to go if you need to check out uh, your numbers your stats on those and we're still waiting for the spotify wrapped to kind of kick up but everyone knows you'll get that email and then you'll start seeing it all over your feed for like the next two weeks as soon as that happens okay stay aware yeah (laughs) awareness is awareness is key right yep there you go all right we're gonna take another quick pause for the cause and then we'll be back with our special guests right after this and for anyone who's just tuning in you want to tell them who we got coming oh man d1 d man the man and the legend, uh, noteworthy musician as well as uh, concert sound production manager for the group The Time, the one and only Al Burroughs. Yes. All right. Stay tuned. Hey, fam. This is Breezy Gibson from The Breeze Team. How would you like to see an online platform that brings you people who've already indicated that they're interested in your particular type of business, whether it's your music you're selling, hip-hop clothing, you got a restaurant or a cafe, or if you're an entrepreneur or agent for a business, visit me at breeze2cheese.com. That's using the, the number two, breeze2cheese.com, or click my bio link on my Instagram profile to see a live demo of how this can help you get more customers and make more money. Hey, this is a chick with beats. I am a multi-genre music producer and strategist to indie artists and labels. Visit my website, achickwithbeats.com, for resources for artists and instrumentals available in various genres for songs, vlogs, blogs, podcasts, themes, TV, film, commercials, and more. Once again, that's a chickwithbeats.com, A-C-H-I-C-K-W-I-T-B-E-A-T-Z. Let's make something happen. <laughs> hey, it's, a, it's another, it's another wonderful day, night, wherever you are globally and, uh, you know, this section segment of the show, I'm ecstatic because coming back with us is a, a young man. He's a legend. I mean, he is legendary uh, for 
uh, his frame of mind for his knowledge, his awareness, and what he does for a, a way of living. Um, and so, you know, I can go on and on, but I'm not here to steal his thunder. Without any further ado, the one and only Mr. Legendary Al Burroughs. Mr. Man. Burroughs? <laughs> you say legend one more time. <laughs> You're killing me, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I, you know, I've been, I, you know I, I love what y'all do. Like I said it last time. I'll say it again. I love what y'all do. Keep doing it. Don't never stop. Never, ever. That's the only thing Donald Trump got right. Never, ever, ever, ever quit. Mm. He got that right. Okay. okay. Y'all keep doing what you're doing, man. All I love right. it. We sell, we sell. Okay, so now for for you know, there's a lot of people who are aware of who you are. Okay, we got a lot of newcomers here, listeners, and so forth. So give them a brief synopsis of who Al Burroughs is. You know, and and you know what you are about in the in on the on the small scheme and as well as the large in this world today. Oh. <laughs> and we got 30 minutes right <laughs> 20 you know, I, i'm long-winded anyway so i mean it, it don't take much <laughs> okay um okay so yeah i i'm really from chicago been in atlanta since 77 uh opened my first recording studio in 1980 uh worked with speech work with the rest uh speech rest development um uh, work with the SOS band, front of house for them for about 16 years. Uh, recently, I've been with Morris Day to the present for, I think, five years now, going on six. And uh, been on Billboard R&B as a producer, writer, uh, top 100. Well, actually made top 40 twice. Mm. And um, that's about it. I can get into the details, but I think that's... That's about it, you know. Um, I mean, I've done some other things, you know, but um, that just—I would just say that all that would probably come from the fact that I'm just not scared of doing anything. So, other than that, yeah, that's it. Okay. I guess that's what well, you're looking for. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for, and I already know a chick with pieces got like 49 questions. So, hey, <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> 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 just roll the red carpet out for her and let's get it. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask them all go. at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, for our listeners that, uh, you know, are just catching you for the first time, um, maybe you could let them know, like, when you realized that you needed music to be a part of your everyday life the way that it is now. Um, considering the fact that we didn't have, you know, in what, when I was maybe nine, that would have been, what, uh, 68, 67, 68, somewhere around in there. We didn't have computers. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have any of that. So um, I would take pencils and I would, you know, beat on oatmeal boxes and pots and pans and anything I'd get my hands on that would make noise. And I would beat on that. And then uh, we happened to get a guitar in the house. So I... I'd sit around and play Papa Was a Rolling Stone for a month or two, mm. um, you know, and, and then I think the next one was going to be a uh, Superfly. No, Freddie's dead. I'm sorry. Mm. Mm. Dead. Yeah. And um, 
And so, you know, and you just, you know, that was just early on. So, yeah, before I was 10, I would say, I picked mm-hmm. up some stuff. And then uh, by high school, you know, uh, sophomore year in high school, I, um, I, you know, I was in a band, a little high school band. Uh, and by the way, on that note, also, uh, I never had anybody, I, uh, to this day, I've never had anybody buy me a piece of equipment. Mm. Hmm. Everything I own musically, I paid for, including my first guitar and amp, which I was working a paper route. It meant you get up in three thirty in the morning every day, and you go throw newspapers, and you take that money. And my parents loaned me the money, so I had to pay them back. And the rest is history. But that's what when you wanted to do something back in the day. Now we're not talking about buying three hundred dollar Jordans. We're not talking about buying, you know. Uh, Beats headphones We're not talking about All I mean just list Go ahead and list All the stuff down We didn't have That kind of money You know And whatever it is I wanted Because there was Six kids Eight people In two bedrooms You know We You had to just Go out there And hustle it You know So Mm -hmm. you shovel snow You rake leaves You cut lawns You throw newspapers And you know And that was it That was about what 13, 14 years old Mm-hmm. So the work ethic is developed early on. Mm. Mm. Wow, you know, yeah. I can I I, I, I go ahead. Yeah, just absorbing it like, yeah, that's that that's a It was lot. a different world, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and my and like I said, you didn't have anything assisting you. So, you know, whatever music was made, you had to you had to Make it yourself, you know, or you or you had to get with other musicians. That's why you had nine, ten people in a band back in the day, because you didn't have computers playing parts. You didn't have mm. you didn't have tracks, you know, so you yeah. had to you had to work, work that stuff out and actually physically play it. So yeah. anyway, I'm, I'm trying to keep them short. Mm. Y'all, y'all know. Me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, okay, so so. So that that last statement that you made, you know, that that brought up visions in my brain of, of uh, you know, when you talk about the larger bands, automatically I'm thinking of brass construction, mass production. You know, there was some lot. Oh man, back then, Earth, when it fire, slave, oh, uh, yeah. function. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I can go on and on and on. I mean, but that that's how you got things done. You know. Okay. Okay. So now, when you fast forward into the into the two thousands, especially in Hey, 2020s. I mean, the the equipment, you know, just like out there in society in these in these uh, factories or businesses or whatever, the equipment has upgraded so much, has been upgraded. So it actually, okay, yes, yeah, allowing the musician to go further, but at the same time, it's cutting out some folks. Mm. Yeah, that you saw that with the drum machines, and also that was the reason one of the reasons that I got out of the music business because. Like I said, I started out. You had to play, you know. We had I had four tracks, and you had to play all the parts and all that kind of stuff. And and so you graduated. So we saw the whole computer thing coming. It was all part of my business. It affected my business. Uh, I remember when Speech, uh, with the rest of development, brought his his little uh, I think it was HR sixteen eight whatever it was, uh, HB sixteen. It, it was it was an Elisa's drum machine. He brought it through and said, "Okay, so I recorded all. I've got all my drum parts. All we got to do is just dump them down." And I was like, okay. <laughs> Instead of spending two or three hours in studio time recording a drum part, he did all that at home. 
So mm-hmm. that was the beginning of, of, of the change, you know, and uh, ever since then, the whole thing is to, to get people not only to be able to do more things at home to save money uh, in the studio, because studio time back then would run you anywhere from $40 to $200 to $250 an hour. Mm-hmm. So, whoa. You know, yeah, yeah. Studio time. Was, ooh, man, dude. <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> you know, and there weren't that many. You know, you didn't have that many. So, so anyway, uh, you know, the the equipment thing and and what the uh, industry, what's what's happened to the industry, uh, both musically but also from a business perspective, has drastically changed. You know, and and I don't, I don't necessarily look at change as being good or good or bad. I just look at it as it is what it is, and what you do with that is is up to you. Mm. Okay, well, uh, a couple of minutes ago, you mentioned uh, during your introduction of yourself, you mentioned the word billboard. Mm-hmm. Okay, now share. Mm-hmm. Can you share with our listeners what that experience was like? Um, you know how you got tied in, and or what did you do in that capacity working? Yeah, with yeah, I was, yeah. I, um, I mean, that, that was the one thing about you know, I wanted to build a business where I didn't have to market it, and I think I mentioned, I may have mentioned this the last time I was on that. You know, when you create. When people come to your studio and then they record it and then they they leave with that product, they don't throw it in the drawer. They want everybody to hear it. So for me, it was free marketing, free promotion, which meant that I had didn't have to go out in the street and drum. I didn't have to have a salesperson because people were constantly, "Hey, I hear I heard the product that you did." Blah 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 blah. You know. Um, so anyway, um, William Bell came through one time, and uh, the William Bell. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Trying to love two and born, born under a bad sign and blah blah blah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and so I he gave me the chance to do some writing and producing on his album, and we had a song called Headline News, which uh, did very well. We had a guy, the sax player from uh, Careless Whisper, he actually did a uh, played sax on the twelve inch version. And that went, I forgot, 30-something. And then we had a, he had a female artist that I cut a track on um, named Janice Bullock. And the name of the song was um, uh, Do You Really Love Me? And that also went top 40. You know, so it was, mm. it was for me, and that was the first real thing where I was actually my first experience with actually releasing product. So I, I never thought about it till you asked it, but now I'm thinking, okay, yeah. So the first <laughs> thing you actually recorded went top 40 on Billboard R&B. Wow. You know, wow. matter of fact, the first two projects. <laughs> I, you know, I never thought about it. I mean, 30 years later, whatever it is. So, um, but what's interesting about that is, you know, someone actually sampled the, the second song I was talking about, Do You Really Love Me? Someone actually sampled that and I found that out about two years ago. And, you know, at the time, last time I checked, it was maybe two and a half million views on YouTube, you know, mm-hmm. so, which is one of the reasons why I started doing what I'm doing now, because I realized there is no time limit on music. Yeah. You write it, you record it. The key is to get it to the art, get it to the public and let it do what it's going to do, you know? And, mm. and, and, you know, for a guy to take a song that's with, to me today, looking at it, I don't think it was that well recorded. Um, 
or recorded that well. But he saw something in it, sampled it, and it, like I said, you know, two, two, two and a half million strong. Wow. You know, on the views. And that's just on YouTube. We're not talking about the other formats. That's mm. just YouTube. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so so that 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 tells you, you know, that that, you know, don't 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 let things uh get in the way of of what you believe will work. Like that's why I said that, you know, uh there's only one breezy, there's only one, you know, a chick with beats and you, you two are both unique and your work is unique. And uh, I think it's just, it's important for people to understand that. But you don't have to worry about competing against anybody else. You compete, compete, compete against yourself. That's it. Mm. 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 Okay. Well, now uh, I, I got to jump. What is, what has 2022 done for you? But what do you expect the year 2023, 24 to do? What, which doors are you looking to? walk through or open up in in 2023 and 24 oh uh, i mean you know i've, I've done this i've worked with speech in terms of lifestyle um i've, I've worked with sos band for for those 16 years and i've been with morris uh, morris is saying he's going to be hanging up stacy's or, or he's hanging, doing the hang up the Stacey's tour, you know. But it, it looks like to me he's ramping up. I don't see no high <laughs> <laughs> performance on uh, what was it Saturday night, you know, for the Soul Train Awards. I mean, it was incredible, you know. Mm. Um, but uh, based on that, you know, if he's if he decides he's going to quit in twenty three or uh, twenty four, whenever it is, um, I'm hoping that I can bump up one more level uh i want to get to a, a janet jackson level or something like that in terms of mixing and experience that whole thing um that's that's the that's one of my goals and then also to keep writing and producing and releasing and you know um okay now now i, I know a chick with peace has got questions but when you bring up these little tidbits like that you say you want to <laughs> you hope to keep writing and producing so now where is that coming from are people do you are you looking for people to contact you or are you looking for the people that you want to deal work with oh no i mean i just want to keep writing and recording my own stuff i've been doing other people forever mm. you know um the, the only reason i would do other people is just to leverage the number of tracks that i have in the street okay. um, from a revenue perspective um but i have so much you know you got to consider i i november since we're in November, today's the last day of November, uh, all over the map, the first record was released November of last year. Mm. So this past weekend was when we hit 10,000 streams, which may not be a lot to very many people, but that's why I quoted, you know, uh, you know, a, a large house is built with small bricks. Mm-hmm. You know, you in order to get to 100,000, you got to go through 10. Right. You know, so to me, as long as the trend is going into, you know, being a data person, as long as the trend is going in the right direction, I'm happy. So, like I said, I've, you know, I have a lot of of ideas. I have a lot of music uh, that I want to make and uh, a lot of things I want to say musically that I haven't been able to say because I've always worked on other people's projects, other people's stuff. And, and oh, so, yeah. Gotcha. So I mean, I, I've got a ton of, cause I mean, 
you know, I was looking at Prince. I mean, and one thing that was so hard for people to deal with Prince was that he wrote so many different styles of music, R&B, jazz, gospel, pop, rock, you name it. So it was really hard to pigeonhole him. Well, you know, I grew up, he and I are right about the same age, or RIP, you know, mm-hmm. close to the same age. Um, I, When you're growing up in Minneapolis, I grew up in Chicago, you grew up in those areas, you know, you're not listening to all R&B. You're mm. listening to rock, you're listening to pop, you're listening to this and that. And so um, I have, uh, and I, I think I mentioned to you the last time I was here that I was going to do a, uh, I was also going to be releasing the four decades of of other stuff that I've done uh, that was never released. So that part has gotten started. So there's some rock stuff that I've got on Spotify. Uh from the uh, 90s and 2000s and so i'm gonna i'm gonna i've got some jazz stuff out there so i I, my ears are big like that because that's what we grew up on we grew up on a lot of different styles you know whereas today you're gonna people are like okay well they listen to hip-hop and that's primarily it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. people's ears have been pigeonholed whereas when we were growing up there was no pigeonhole you just stuff was everywhere yeah you know, <laughs> so it, it reflects in your your base. They say that people's listening habits for music develop in their early teens and last a lifetime. So mm. if that's the case. That's that's where my inspiration is coming from. The fact that we didn't really have a a set thing when we were growing up. We were listening to and, you know, think about it. Stevie Wonder, Earth, Wind and Fire. These these acts are considered Americana. They're they're. they're they're not just one thing. Stevie mm-hmm. No Wonder is not just one thing. Earth, Wind & Fire is not just one thing. Everybody listens to these people. Prince was not just Michael Jackson. Think about Whit- Whitney, Michael, all these people are all about the age, uh, you know, my age. Mm-hmm. You know, and we were, we were listening to a whole lot of different stuff growing up. So anyway, so that's what that's where my inspiration is coming from. And that's what I'd like to do is, is to is to say musically. Uh, and also get get what I've done in the past that was never released. Make sure and get that in the streets, with, which is, I believe now, is was probably a good move. Uh, when I said I didn't want my stuff to ride in the back of a drawer, I mean I I want it in the streets where people can hear it. Um, most of the response I've been getting for the material I've released so far is coming from Europe. Mm. You know, and and I think we talked about that the last time we we got together. That you know, the, the internet presents no limits. You yeah. know, you got you know, three billion people online. You know, why should I look at? Okay, let's just say three and a half billion. So you're looking at roughly what three three hundred fifty million people in the U.S. That's ten percent of the of the online population. If you just rounded stuff off, mm. that means there's a whole another ninety percent. <laughs> and I've been to Europe. You turn on the radio, one station's playing gospel, they're playing rock, they're playing funk, they're playing uh, classical. I mean, they're just all over the all over the map. What's the name of the album? <laughs> <They're all over laughs> <the map. laughs> you know. So um, yeah, so that that's that's the thing is that you know, there's I I have a lot I want to say. I think that the world, uh, the music world right now is just in a perfect place for me because i can release something something uh last november and say today that 
it's being in, in fairly heavy rotation in Europe, in different countries in Europe, not one place, but in various different countries and getting some play here in the U.S. But like I said before, you can't get rich off your friends. You can't get rich off your family. You don't have enough friends. You don't have enough family. So you have to think globally when you're yes. thinking about what you're doing. <laughs> yes, I need to insert an air horn right there. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I think more people need to understand that, you know. Like, yeah, so this is a, this a global it's a global marketplace now. So, you know, and I think that, you know, recording some songs and saying, hey, you know, I want my, you know, and, and, and I understand friends and family. I get it. But if you're looking at it as a business, you know, and the fact that there are no governors, there's no there's no fence that says my music has to stay in the United States. Mm -hmm. There's no there's no fence. You know, there's no wall. So why not think globally? If the opportunity is global, why not think that way? Yes. <laughs> and yeah, you, you just never know, you know, I mean, because, you know, um, we, I had um, a couple of checks come in. It was like $75 each past two quarters for one of those songs that I mentioned that was in released in 85. Mm. So that, that was almost what, 40 years ago? Yeah. Okay. So for me, I'm like, okay, all right, something I did 40 years ago that I've already gotten paid for many, 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 many times. And I'm still getting $75 checks. And the it was it was for airplay that was in South Africa. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, uh, well, you as you notice for the, for the past few minutes, I haven't said anything because I'm just sitting back absorbing <laughs> all of the great things that you're talking about, and I'm going to continue to sit back and I'm not going to say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm I'm just trying to you know <laughs> just put it out there. I, I I believe in people. I believe in opportunities. I believe that there are no limits, and and anything I can do to motivate people to to live their dreams and 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 go for what they want, go for the goal. Um, you know, I'm going to say it. And um, I, I had somebody say, you know, nobody's really calling you and and saying, hey, congrats on the album and all that. I said, well, that's not anything I'm really worried about. I, I I'm trying to help. You know, if a chick would beats put something out you know i'm like hey this is great blah 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 I'll give you your likes comments when i can you know and be supportive yeah. to me i get more value out of that than yeah. you know that I, I i would prefer to give uh compliments I'm, I'm not really a person who really needs to receive compliments that's that doesn't float my boat mm. so you know i guess i'm kind of the music business is good for me that way. <laughs> That's what's up. I can't believe how fast this time flew by. <laughs> I'm mad about it. <laughs> I'm mad too. That's funny. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, it's, hey, it's, there, there's, and I think that that's a very good point. What you just said, how fast that 30 minutes went by, you know? And I think one of the, one of the things that I'm really focusing on is understanding how fast my, you know, my 63 years has gone by. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm 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 I'm, I'm um, right now I'm running against the clock right now. Mm -hmm. You know, because I've already lost friends. 
you know mm. i mean there are people that are checking out every day and that had nothing to do with gun violence that's just people right. just getting sick and dying you know so yeah. i'm sick at my little my 63 years i i don't know how many i have left i don't have time to waste mm. you know so you, that's one another reason why i tell people go get it go get it now there's no nothing's promised yeah time wait for no man or woman yeah that's a good lesson to know because yeah we don't know how much time we have no but we no. all racing against the proverbial clock so why not get it out there like yeah 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 exactly you know and 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 i'll say this you know in i guess in code or whatever is that one of the things that i've noticed is that we're getting a lot of my age group is doing a lot of retrospective uh looking mm. and for me if I'm looking backwards, I'm not looking forward. If I'm looking backwards, I'm not moving forwards because you can't look backwards and move forward. It doesn't yeah. work like that. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, I'm trying to make sure that, you know, when I tell you, okay, I did this, I did that, I did this. I mean, I should be able to say that all of that in about less than a couple of minutes because that's not really where my focus is. My focus is like, man, if I've got 10 years left, man, it needs to be the best 10 years of my life. Mm. Which means I've got to be looking forward every day, every minute, every second. And I'm not saying I've done some, I haven't done some things in the past, but you can be looking backwards and, and you just stop, you, you know, and yeah. I don't want to stop living, you know? Yeah. So keep, yeah. keep looking forward. <laughs> There's a lot there, you know, especially now with the, with the, with Breezy, what you brought up about the computers and stuff. I mean, you know, man, the, 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 the shackles are off. Mm -hmm. Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> listeners from globe all around the globe. You have you have had a treat. You've had a treat uh, from the one and only legendary Al Burroughs. <laughs> there you go, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Burroughs, Mr. Burroughs. I mean, you know what? You ought to you ought to title it an album, Mr. Burroughs. You know, so <laughs> okay. I don't say that. I don't say that loosely either. So, like, like, like um, Quincy Jones did the dude. I just always liked that album. You know? <laughs> that, that was a great album. But, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I got, I got to come back and hang with y'all more. I'm, I'm gonna yes. start crashing y'all show. Please, please <laughs> do. Yeah, you can't if crash you ring. Welcome to... though, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> anytime, anytime. See, see now you need to write that song. If you don't write it, then I'm going to write it, and then you just be mad. Yep. <laughs> where, do you, where do you want people to follow you at before we get out of here? Uh, you can follow me at uh, Al Burroughs, page one, page two. Those two are about full. I'm about to do a page three on Facebook. Um, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and um, uh, stickybeats.com. That's uh, S-T-I-C-K-E-E -E, uh, B-E-A-T-Z. Uh, we're on all the all the formats. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on uh, Pandora. You, you name it, we're there. Um, so you find you know Sticky Beats music everywhere. So and and again, I mean, I'm working on the, the new album. Uh, working on that right now. Uh, it's going to be called uh, Box of Chocolates. It's all about the ladies. And uh, I'm looking. You asked me about getting some help. One of the things I'm looking for is I, I'm. I'm trying to get some pictures of because I want 
the album cover is going to have a, a lot of different ladies from different ethnicities. And I'm having a hard time finding, you know, Asian, you know, South Pacific, that type of thing. So uh, I guess I have to put that on Facebook. But yeah, but that, that I'm looking forward to that one. It's going to be all about the ladies. Entertainers or just stock photos? No, just just people. Just I just need some pictures for for the album cover. You know, uh, we we, I did we, not. we we we've got one. We've got one. Oh, well, there you we'll go. Talk about. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the first the first cut I'm working on right now is called Sexy Ninja. And, All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the woman boy, she just put it on him, boy. <laughs> we didn't see it coming. <laughs> Well, Mr. Burroughs, you have done it again. And, uh, you know, we are just overjoyed with the time that you have uh, spent with our listeners and us today. And uh, I'm just completely from a whole different, unexpected realm. And you, you've done it again. So, you know, we thank you immensely. Dude, y'all, y'all keep doing what you're doing, man. Like I said, I mean, y'all, I think that what you're doing is great. I always will. And, uh, you know, all you got to do is half, dial half my numbers and I'm there. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, lady, yeah. Yes, yes. The one and only legendary. <laughs> all right. And that's a wrap for this week's edition of Music Marvels with the Chico Beats and Breezy Gibson. We thank you for joining us and tuning in. And, uh, you know, we really love doing this with you every week. Super huge shout outs to our home stations grander radio out of grand rapids michigan and sparks radio out of denver colorado and i'm just yeah it's been a great show it was a great time wouldn't you say yeah i i (laughs) I mean you know uh loved it uh learned a lot absorbed so i hope you did too yes till next time you know where to find us tune in tell a friend and we'll see you then peace peace